1: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra
0: mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get your podcasts. Surprise! Aw, you didn't have to go so all well out for my birthday.
1: Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much
0: you care for them and how grateful you are for their This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie, can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are
2: about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms.
1: This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib. Thomas Carinante is off today one more day because he got married this weekend and his wife has banned him from podcasting. Not true. Uh, he will be back. He'll be back on Wednesday. We'll run it back, but we couldn't skip a Monday episode after the week the Yankees just had, and so I had to bring it to you. We're going to break down the A-Series, A's and by we, I mean me. We're going to break down the Blue Jays sweep and how that series ended, and by we, I mean me. I'm really going to Ryan Rossillo it today. Could be pretty weird, but we're going to give you a little mini so, and then we'll be back in full force on Wednesday and previewing yank socks this weekend with a great guest so a lot of good stuff coming up this week but for now yeah it's just your boy uh going full Rustillo. make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify wherever you get your podcasts drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question we will be more than happy to answer it although once again for today I will be more than happy to answer it yeah the New York Yankees how you feeling um used to talking about losses don't really have to do that today, unless you want to rehash Wandy Peralta coming in in the sixth inning with a 3-2 lead in Friday's game. That that feels like the outlier this week, as opposed to uh, the standard. It's that's a weird one, right? Aren't we used to being like, well, the Yankees had a chance to take Game One of a series on Friday, they didn't. Bullpen blew it. Weird stuff happened that doesn't usually happen. Uh, bullpen's been nails, but of course, Wandy derailed the momentum, and then Saturday they come out flat, never come back. Sunday, unable to muster a rally to no bats. Sean I just shuts him down. And, yeah, three-game sweep against the A's. What's happening? No, that's not what happened. Um, it's not what happened at all. The Yankees actually uh, – so they come back and win the first game in Buffalo. We, we talked about that one. Uh, they come back and win the second game in Buffalo. Gary Sanchez, pinch hit, two-run shot, puts him on top, of role to Chapman, incredibly weird defense precursor to what's to come. Uh, Chapman second and third, no outs, works out of that. Dribbler back to the mound, throws home, shouldn't have, Gary Sanchez gets the runner a third, uh, and then a line out to center, ends that one. And then the third game, Buffalo, Yanks take a big lead. Uh, blow a three nothing advantage. Stanton hits a two run homer in the seventh. They take a five four lead, that becomes seven four, thanks to Chris Gittins, that becomes eight four. That's your final, so that's a sweep. Uh, three wins in that series, three comeback wins. This Oakland series, uh, they come back from 2-0 down with a LeMahieu homer and an Odor homer, and then the bullpen blows it. Tough loss Friday. Saturday, they don't hit it all. They come back from uh, 4-1 down late. Uh, Urshela homers, LeMahieu two huge tack-on runs against Sergio Romo. Yanks win 7-5. And then Gary Sanchez, again, two-run double turn triple late in Sunday's game. The bullpen holds on thanks to, say it with me, an oldest Chapman-induced Triple play, eleven pitches, two strikes, and after the game they talk about how uh, his fingernail is still bothering him from like way back in the day. That's an issue from like the Rays series at Tropicana Field in the middle of May. That's over a month of fingernail problems for Carlos Chapman. I, I don't know. All I know is the Yankees won five times this week. They went five and one with some perfectly situated off days. They had five comeback wins this week, which gives them 19 for the year. The only team with more is the Boston Red Sox, who have been the model of annoying comebacks this year. You look at the Red Sox entire slate and you go, how do they have all the wins that they have? How did we possibly arrive at the this portion of the season where the Red Sox are still you know, the rotation? Everyone has an ERA around four or higher the offense is sort of those four core guys, and you're not that scared of the other people, and you're like, why are they 43 and 29? It's because they have comeback wins. Yankees now are, are right behind them, nipping at their heels, and I read that stat, and I go, that's not possible. The Yankees never come back. Uh, that's not possible. The Yankees never come back. What, what are you talking about? And then I realized it's five. it's five in one week. It's 19 on the year, and it's five this week. That's how you flip a season around and change a narrative. Now, 38-33 isn't where the Yankees want to be. Nobody is, is going to sit back and say, you know what is awesome about this? I'm so satisfied now. The season has completely satisfied me. The last week has changed my perspective on life. I'm waking up and I'm putting on rose-colored glasses and I'm going, it, being a Yankee fan is perfect. No, obviously I'm not doing that. But last week, dead in the water team. A 7-0 loss to Philadelphia, one of the worst Sunday games you'll ever see. The A's complete their third straight winless weekend. A crazy thing that happened. They didn't win. They got swept by the Tigers, so they lose that Saturday, Sunday. They get swept by the Red Sox, so they lose that Saturday, Sunday. They get swept in a two-game set by the Phillies, so they lose that Saturday, Sunday. They were going on three. This was going to be their fourth winless weekend if they weren't able to make magic happen. And then, lo and behold uh two great victories big win Saturday big win Sunday that uh, will energize any fan base coming off that Philly series they were eight and a half games behind the Tampa Bay Rays they go five and one this week the Rays go the Rays lose Tyler Glass now and go zero and six The Yankees are now behind the Red Sox who are a half game up on Tampa the Yankees are now four and a half games out of first place The Red Sox and Rays play this week at the TROP. Red Sox total games against the Rays this year, three. Red Sox total games against the Yankees this year, three. By the end of the season, those totals have to get to 18. So three against each opponent this week for Boston. The Yankees couldn't have asked for more headed into a week where the momentum uh, has got to either flip or clash or, or whatnot, but... The Red Sox can't avoid the Rays any longer. The Rays can't avoid the Red Sox any longer. Without Tyler Glass now, the Rays are a lot less terrifying. Uh, I mean, as evidenced by the fact that they went to Seattle this weekend and got punked four straight times by the Mariners. Rays aren't the same team without a stabilizing ace. Uh, at what point do they bring up Shane Baz from AAA to throw a wrench into things? Probably pretty soon. They're calling up Wanda Franco, the top prospect in all of baseball, to play Tuesday's game against Boston. This should be really interesting. Uh, and the best part about raised Red Sox, though, somebody's got to lose. Both can't win. Yeah, uh, nobody, they're not leaving that series with three ties and, and no change in the, uh, standings at all the Yankees are going to have a chance every time they play the Kansas City Royals to gain on either the Rays or the Red Sox and then they'll have a golden opportunity to gain on the Red Sox because they freaking play them head to head uh at Fenway you know nobody's we're not that excited about that not that pumped but the Red Sox this weekend had a had a real chance to sort of a uh vault past the Rays who once again could not win a game in Seattle, lost four straight times. Got walked off on a by a grand slam on Sunday. Pretty satisfying uh for a fan base that really talked a lot of shit uh, about, you know, the the Rays had about a year to talk shit because they punked the Yankees every time they faced them, and they were doing more with less, and they had all these prospects coming and why they won like they went like sixteen and one headed into that series Yankee Stadium a couple weeks ago. A weird team, and they had every right in the world to talk a, a lot of mess, and yet. Uh, No World Series, they went to the World Series and lost, and their manager actively lost them a World Series. They had a chance to go to Game 7. Manager said, no, I'd rather not do that. I actually don't. Uh, I'd rather lose. I want to go home. I I don't want to win the World Series. Thanks, though. Uh, Thanks, but no thanks. So the Rays talked a lot of mess, went to the World Series. I'm sure they raised a banner for that. I guarantee they raised a banner for making the wild card game, so I'm sure they raised a banner for that. Uh, they squandered a pretty large portion of their window. Uh, now they're, they're getting back to the pack a little bit. They've been pat, they, they were three games up in the AL East this week and now they're a half game back. And now they welcome the Red Sox to town. So either they're going to lose a lot of bragging rights and the Red Sox are going to show up at Tropicana Field and continue to, to expand their impressive road record. Or the Rays are going to reassert their dominance because the Red Sox this weekend had a chance to really separate themselves. Went to Kansas City, lost two out of three. Didn't look particularly good doing it. Couldn't find any offense on Friday night. Uh, won the Saturday game okay. Martin Perez was great. Alrighty then, and then Sunday, uh, Nathan Navaldi got his doors blown off. Red Sox made some weird errors, bad play in the field, had a chance to rally in the eighth, loaded the bases with one out, down five, uh, no, down four actually, game-tying, grand slam could have been a thing, uh, and that's been a thing, but Christian Arroyo, the guy who usually delivers those, was out with a bone bruise, so instead there was just a double play from Marwin Gonzalez, because that's what Marwin Gonzalez does when the Yankees aren't the opponent. He grounds into momentum, killing double plays. So now, Yanks are four and a half back of the Red Sox, four back of the Rays, and one of those teams has to lose every day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yankees play Kansas City. Garrett Cole, in his first experience of uh, facing a spider-tack-less world, you know, his last couple starts, he's clearly abandoned it uh hasn't used the stuff because he complained after beating toronto this week about how he couldn't feel the ball and a lot of people said he was whining but you know what imagine if major league baseball midway through a season just course correct and we're like the thing you do yeah you can't do that anymore sorry we're so sorry it's like they changed the balls in the middle of may not easy i understand why garrett cole is upset and a lot of people also saying garrett cole was crying about that uh a lot of the whines had to do with Tyler Glass now saying, uh, I just got injured. My elbow just hurt itself because I wasn't able to use Spider Tag. And Cole's like, That's not great, Major League Baseball. I hope y'all come to the bargaining table with us and find a tacky substance that works for everybody because uh, this guy just got hurt. I just called him on the phone. He said, I threw the ball too hard because I didn't have the substances I needed and I I am injured now so Cole doesn't want that so I I don't think it's whiny to be like I really hope major league baseball's meddling doesn't injure my elbow uh, but this is Cole's first official start where the spider tag police will be on the rampage umpires will there's like a TSA spot check and they're also going to have the opportunity to like take his hat off in the middle of the game or something or whatever they want to hopefully this game doesn't look too weird It could. Uh, I hope it doesn't. But Garrett Cole against the Royals, we don't know who's pitching in that game yet, followed by Michael King, followed by Jamison Tyone. And the reason that that's happening is because the Yankees don't want Tyone and King starting against the Red Sox over the weekend. That Red Sox series is going to be Herman, Montgomery, Cole, and with a somewhat thin Yankees rotation, that's the best case scenario to send those people to Fenway Park. Yeah, but, you know, the Royals are coming in hot. The Royals just took two out of three from the Red Sox. And the Royals have been a roller coaster team this year that actually spent to win. They actually signed veterans. You know, they they entered the season being like, we don't have a very good where our roster is not very good. Can we improve it by signing good players? I guess we can. So they trade for Andrew Benintendi. They signed Carlos Santana. They signed Mike Minor. They signed Bullpen people. They got Greg Holland closing things out now. They, they get Michael A. Taylor. The reason the Royals are competitive is because they actually like were like, let's not lose. What if we didn't lose? What if we started a foundation for the future? Um, big week for teams that tried to lose uh, falling flat on their face coming off the uh, Sunday Game 7 defeat of the process Philadelphia 76ers. The Royals are baseball's anti-process. They were like, we've got some guys from the farm system that may be willing to join us in 2022. Let's be decent in the interim. Let's just be fine. And so the Royals are fine, and, and they've... Gone on like ten game losing Jags, and they've gone on remarkable winning streaks. They were in first place entering May. I think they had the best record in baseball. Now they very much don't. But any series, they can show up and hit. That's what they do. The pitching is suspect. The Yankees will not face Mike Minor in this series, but they can hit. Uh, the Royals are not a pushover, and the Yankees are sending them two pitchers who need to get on track on uh, both Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, so th- you know, we we we're not going to make any assumptions about this series. But all we are going to say is that the Red Sox and Rays are facing each other while we have the Royals at home and an off day on Monday to get our ducks in a row. Uh, Chris Gittins was demoted after this A's series. Makes you think. Makes you think um, Luke Voigt, is oblique injury, that seemed like it should have taken him out into the All-Star break. He appears ready to come back on Tuesday. I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was a low grade two or I don't know if the grade was uh, incorrectly decided and couldn't tell you. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know why. I don't know why Luke Voigt had an injury that kept Aaron Judge out for like 65 days two years ago, and it appears like it's gonna keep Void out for like two and a half weeks. Uh, none of this makes sense to me. I, I don't. Uh, none of the injury stuff in in recent days has made any modicum of sense to me. Luis Severino looked like he tore his groin off his bone in, in his rehab start a week ago, and, and that was the day I officially declared this season over. I was like, I had hope. I now no longer have hope. Luis Severino going out for what looks like the entire season. Hope is gone. Thank you. He's doing agility tests at Yankee Stadium this weekend, and he like looks good. He's like running around the outfield. How? He couldn't walk <laughs> on Saturday. A week between not being able to walk, and now he's doing agility stretching in the outfield? Some, make it make sense. I, I can't make it make sense. I don't know what's going on. But that was the day when I was like, eh, it was a nice try. But this season is now officially hopeless. I can't get emotionally invested until further notice because the Severino thing is my breaking point. It's over for me. Since then, you got Sevi looking spry. You got Luke Voigt somehow defying the odds and probably coming back this week to face off against the Royals. He's not a lefty, but he is certainly something this offense has been lacking in the interim. Uh, I'm intrigued. Uh, And and the kind of wins like what we saw over the weekend are the kind of things that give you hope. Um, genuine hope because the Eagles have lucked out a lot this year, a lot. They, they have uh, and sometimes they'll win a game 2-1 against a really good team like the Aaron Judge walk off walk against the White Sox to sweep the White Sox at the time we were like whoa we swept the White Sox everybody on notice Yankee season but then of course after that they, they win like five games in three weeks and don't win a single game on the weekend so it's safe to say that being gifted a win because of some weird Tony Larusa bullpen management maybe doesn't mean you've turned your season around and so Aroldis Chapman inducing a, a triple play after walking the first two hitters uh, on, in the ninth on Sunday certainly qualifies as like a lucky way to win a series absolutely but Gary Sanchez hitting bombs isn't lucky the Yankees getting Luke Voigt back isn't lucky and the Yankees that sweep in Buffalo and all the comebacks was not lucky we're going to take a quick break and by we I once again mean me when we come back Gary gets a little bit more just desserts and uh the first baseman to open our eyes this weekend
0: introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra
1: Welcome back to the Yankees Europe your podcast. Uh, guest host by Ryan Rosillo. Uh, one day only. Uh, yeah, uh, can we talk a little bit about Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter? Uh, that that dunk pass under the basket. That's gonna be like a meme for like generations. You'll never. Kyle, uh, can, can we actually cut that? Uh, I don't want to say meme. I don't want to be the guy that says meme on a podcast. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, I think we got our feed switched there. I'm Adam Weinrib. I'm I'm back again to talk uh, Yankees for a couple more minutes before I sign off. We get Thomas back on Wednesday. I will not subject you to this more than once i will never we're not going to do more than one solo podcast every like two months it's it's a weird vibe i understand it's not you didn't come to this feed for this you didn't come to this feed for uh adam carrying a radio show rambling about a series that one and once again i said thomas is getting married this weekend i was there so uh, you're talking you're talking to a guy who watched these a's games i watched sunday's game from the amtrak Obviously I watched it, but I watched it from the Amtrak. Saturday's game is right before the ceremony. Perfect timing. I'm pulling up to the ceremony in a bus as a roll Chapman records the final out. And I'm 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 approaching a barn and I'm going, I don't know. If I if my app is spinning and I get to this barn and the last thing I have is Guy on first, Aaron Boone ejected one out in the ninth of a huge win. I'm gonna be. Uh, not gonna. I mean, frustrated isn't the right word, but I'm gonna be very anxious until uh, like seven hours later when I get to learn the information about what happened here. Luckily, I, I find out that, I find out what happened before the, before the time comes. Gary Sanchez, game winner on Sunday, monster hit. Uh, Gary Sanchez is now having a good season. When Gary Sanchez was slightly above average in WRC Plus, I was on the bandwagon of saying. I don't want Gary Sanchez to be slightly above average. Sorry, that's not what he's supposed to be. That doesn't count as good. Uh, he's got a 101 WRC plus in a depressed offensive environment. What do you got to say now? I got to say that I was told Gary Sanchez was a, a perennial all-star and an MVP and that I'm not satisfied with him being an inch above average. Well, now... Gary Sanchez is hitting 237, 11 homers, 25 ribs, 820 OPS. Uh, his last 15 games, 315, 362, 704 slugging. Last seven games, 333, 391, 905 slugging. Only four strikeouts in those seven games. He's got to catch Garrett Cole on Tuesday. I'm sure he won't in the first Spider Tack game, and I'm sure. Coming off this weekend series and the sweep in Buffalo, Aaron Boone's going to, he's not punting any of these games, but he's going to, he's not going to be balls to the wall in, in Tuesday's game against the Royals, even though he maybe should be. Gary Sanchez should get comfortable with Garrett Cole. He caught him after the pinch hit two run bomb in the Buffalo game. We should it shouldn't be hard and fast rule anymore. We shouldn't do ace gets Kyle Higashioka as his personal catcher because Gary Sanchez is, is good. And if the ace is going to get Kyle Higashioka as his personal catcher, I'm going to need to see Gary Sanchez in the DH role. And I'm going to maybe need to see Giancarlo Stanton playing the outfield down the stretch. How about that? Because I-, I can't take Gary's bat out of the lineup with regularity. Obviously, him being a catcher complicates this whole thing because you you can't play a catcher every day. You just can't do it. And Gary got a day off uh, in this weekend set because Tyone could use a little extra coaching behind the plate, anything to get him right. And also, Gary got uh, foul balls off every conceivable area at the end of the Buffalo series he can't play every day it stinks because that's what you know being a catcher is but he's got to play more often he it's real it's now a good season it's not uh it's not a good season for Gary Sanchez it's not a good season with your blinders on it's an actual good season uh the one other point I want to make before signing off let's see what happens when Luke Voigt comes back this week. Matt Olsen, if you don't already have your eyes on him as a potential Yankee moving forward, uh, this weekend should have opened your eyes. Um, On Sunday, the lefty first baseman went two for four with a bomb to dead center uh, against um, uh, Jordan Montgomery in the first inning. Uh, In the game prior um, on Saturday, Olsen also went three for five. Uh, didn't hit a homer, three for five. Uh, he hit a bomb in Friday's game. He was just effortlessly great all series long. Uh, the home run was the only hit he had on Friday, but he's a lefty swinging, mashing first baseman with Pop, Um, who, you know, gold glove defense, he's going to be free agent after the 2023 season. So this season, two more for Matt Olsen. He's entering free agency, At age 29, Luke Voigt will be 32, and he doesn't enter free agency until the next year. So at the end of that season, you might want to entertain trading Voigt's last year and signing Matt Olson. Obviously, we've got the entirety of 2021 and 2022 and 2023 to talk about this and figure out what's going on. Got Chris Gittins at the minor league level. Don't know what he is yet. Maybe Austin Wells is playing first base at that point. Gary's still behind the plate. Maybe Austin... Catching Gary first base, a lot of things can happen before the end of 2023. But if Olsen's not on your radar after that weekend, especially after all of the fan complaints about balancing this lineup out and defense and making defense important, uh, Olsen at first base as a lefty solves a lot of problems both in the lineup and in the field. You don't have to slide DJ LeMahieu over there. Let's see if Luke Voigt can keep his body intact this year, next year. Let's see what happens to Matt Olson, and let's see, uh, the A's aren't going to trade the Yankees, Matt Olsen, but maybe somebody else trades with the A's at that point. The A's love to sell quickly; they just do. They like to sell before they have to. When they when they need to make an extension decision, usually the te- the decision is uh, let's sell this person instead of extending. Just keep your eyes out, keep your eyes open for that because perfect fit, just perfect fit would pummel the short porch. That's a fifty to fifty five home run Gold Glove first baseman Yankee Stadium. I would pay that man a lot of money. I would figure out the particulars later. That's it for this solo ride-along edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question if you're so inclined. Maybe drop me five bucks in my personal Venmo tip jar for, for riding this by myself I don't have the tip jar on Twitter yet I don't know how you get that um I don't really want that either I don't want people just dropping me six cents uh for bad tweets nice job complaining about the Yankees this week you whiny bitch here's 12 cents I don't know if I really want that I I think I'd be more disappointed in the memo lines on the tips rather than actually receiving the tips I don't think I would receive substantial money but on Wednesday, we'll be back to normal. The Yanks will have played one game. We'll reflect on the Royal Series start. We'll see what happened there. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Juan Franco and Ray's Red Sox. Cool week of baseball coming up, and I'm glad we get this Monday reset. But I'm also glad the Yanks look better than they have all year. Much more pleasant to talk about them. You guys might click less <laughs> when they're good versus when they're bad. But we'd much rather talk about them. But make sure to find us on Yanks Go Yard FS, uh, the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter handle. We'll be live tweeting Tuesday's Cole game. We'll be live tweeting all these games moving forward. We'll have plenty of content for you this week. But once again, please bless us with your clicks. Uh, I know you guys love to hate click, but please uh, joy click as well. It'd be very nice. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib for Thomas Carinante, who you'll hear on Wednesday's pod. See ya. Have a good one. We'll see you on Pizza Friday together with a great guest, too. Hell yeah. Let's go, Yanks. Jamie's Log. Progressive. The Harrington's Backyard. Day 11, 4.43 a.m. The tent I set up in the Harrington's Backyard to prove progressive as
0: 24-7 protection has a rip in it. But a little rain won't stop me. Mrs. Harrington said she totally understands 24-7 protection means 24-7. Gonna stay a few more days to make sure. It's hailing now.
2: That's fun. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive, casualty insurance, company affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.